0: You're listening to the Fueled by the Outdoors podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe, tell us what you think in the comment section, and leave us a review. I
1: just hammered a good one.
0: Oh. Dropping. Oh, yeah. Asher.
2: never
3: oh, <laughs> seen that deer before. It's a tough pill to swallow after having that deer at 18 yards.
0: Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors I'm your host, Rick Cates, and I'm joined by, according to my screen, another Rick Cates and Madison Luck tonight. (laughs) Just joking. I am joined tonight by my other host, Christopher Leppert.
3: You can call me co-host, you know.
0: Co-host, co-host Chris Leppert. And (laughs) our let's
3: let's talk about this for a second before we introduce (laughs) Madison. Before we talk to Madison. You like when we talked before, it was like co host was like less than the host, but if you co parent, you're both parenting. I feel like co host is just the other host, is it not? Hell, I don't know. We'll just say, co-host, well, let's what's just what's say co host because that, like, I can't stand calling you my fellow host. Like, is that a band name? I so, anyways, you're Madison, trying to make me Roy, less than you, Chris. Talk to Madison now. <laughs> hi madison it's actually josh you. guys it's josh. yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i am uh, on my wife's computer so i, I pop up as madison as oh. oh chris chris and i were doing another podcast and uh the guys are like who's madison
0: <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked <laughs> we we haven't uh had a podcast in three weeks so there's season. there's a reason for that, and it's turkey season, and not just one turkey season, but multiple turkey seasons, because every state comes in in about a three- to four-week period. But uh, tonight, we're here to talk about Kentucky's turkey season and how everything you read on the internet about Kentucky's turkey season was completely wrong this year. Um, <laughs> raise your hand if you saw a bird on, on, a, on a property. One, two... Three, raise your hand if you killed a bird on a Kentucky property this year.
1: Uh, I did not.
0: You did not. Sorry, sorry.
1: sorry. Still I still got time. I had, I had <laughs> close encounters. Yes, I still have time.
0: Yeah. By the time this airs, uh, it will have been over. But hopefully, we can update it with a picture of a bird you uh, killed in Kentucky.
3: Not only yep. that, I'm going to throw one in here for Josh. Josh donated his opening yes, day to film us to follow my ass around and he also donated another day mm-hmm. of his vacation to follow me around. And really both days that we, we went to war with a bird and Which you'll
0: hear about here in a second.
3: God, yeah. <laughs> it was just awesome. But Josh gave up two days of hunting Kentucky to come film me and, and all that. So uh, super appreciative for that. And that, you know, maybe it would have killed a bird one of those days. Cause I can tell you the second one, we were gobble rich that day. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So I guess we should probably start with opening uh, weekend in Kentucky. So we were all together on opening weekend on a buddy's farm. Uh, we did hunt private this year versus public just because we felt like the odds were better. And, um, this is a place where I killed both my birds last year. This is my buddy, Bruce. Um, Hopefully at some point we can get him on the podcast to talk about um, his farm and and things along those lines. Um, The original plan was we were all going to go down and do kind of like a turkey camp, but it was Mm -hmm. Good Friday. I think, Chris, you had a fish fry that night that you hadn't done since pre-COVID. And I went down that night and got settled in. And by the time you guys got down there, I had breakfast ready. We had coffee, and I mean, we were couldn't have asked. I don't think for a more fun opening day of Kentucky's turkey season um, to start off with. So yeah, I'm. I mean, wh- one of the one of the points that we're going to kind of bring up tonight is. Um, how well one um the amount of hens that we saw and just there's a video of Chris um being in Josh really 10 yards <laughs> away from a hen. Uh that was on opening weekend. But um I guess Chris, you want to lead off with how how the day started and how, how like what ideas were <laughs> were setups, and I'll kind of go into my hunt with Bruce that day and uh I'll kind of talk about my part in that too.
3: Yeah. So, um, Rick had us meet him at Bruce's property, uh, which is freaking gorgeous. It's got a nice, like, uh, pole barn slash house slash barn dominium. Yeah. Yeah. Barn dominium is basically what it is. It's pretty sweet. Uh, Rick made some, breakfast and uh josh and i had a party uh the night before we did like a fish fry at my house with a bunch of people so uh, that was my first rick, fish fry rick said he didn't care about me and didn't want to come so that's correct um, he, he was drinking with a home that night i don't know so um we we got there uber early it's like an hour and 15 minute drive for me so i showed up about one third awake until I got the rest of that coffee down anyway, uh, we got up there, we struck gobblers pretty much in every direction. Um, but none of them really roosted close. I would like the closest ones that were roosted were the first ones and we got to um, the top of the hill. Yeah. And we, we believe that those probably were Jake's. Um, you'll hear more about them in a little Mm -hmm. bit, but, um, So we we kind of had, you know, Rick and Bruce stay at one part, which which I'd call like the beginning of the top of the hill, uh, because the ridge, you know, the high point, the knob, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it it stays. uh, It's pretty long, uh, a couple hundred yards. So um, they were basically at the beginning of a pinch point of the property where some fences come together and get tight. And then we were going to the other end of that a couple hundred yards away. And uh, we set up for a little bit and, you know, we really, really weren't hearing a whole lot. And then we heard somebody calling and (laughs) then I heard. (laughs) And I was like, ah, crap. And then now y'all didn't get to shoot did you so no so the way it
0: worked was we got everything set up um we had a single hen decoy um out at, at the higher point of the of the location towards you guys so a, as the crow flies chris and josh are oh man i don't know maybe 120 130 yards away from where we're sitting at we're under a group of cedars next to a cattle pond and, um, this is an area where I heard birds, uh, fly down and come in last year, um, that I, I didn't get an opportunity to shoot at. They kind of picked me out, uh, or they picked Bruce out, uh, of the, of the tree line from where Chris and Josh were sitting at. So, um, we're sitting there and we, uh, I'm hearing gobbles, uh, but then I start hearing a hen and I start calling to the hen and she gets pretty riled up and we hear some gobbles, and probably ten yards behind me, uh, we hear a gobble. And Bruce is with me. He's like, "I see three birds." And I'm thinking, th- and "This is this is thirty minutes into the morning, if that." And I'm like, "Oh, this is this is great!" Like he's gonna he's gonna shoot a bird, and like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my shot because Bruce was up shooting first. And Bruce being the landowner, you know, we we talked. I, we want to get him his his first tom off the property. Um, so I'm like, dude, you, like this is, you, you have first shot all day. I'm calling for you. Like, let, let's just get you a bird. So call. He says he sees these birds. And then all of a sudden behind me, I hear. <laughs> and I could just tell, like, he said, there's a head behind you. And I was like, yeah, that's the hen. So she had walked down behind a little like ridge that's sitting there. And then had led What we're guessing were three Jake's away at that point. Um, They were literally um, Bruce had the gun up and was getting ready to shoot. He said he was just going to take a legal bird at that point. Um, (laughs) But the stuff changes when you get a turkey in front of you. Um, (laughs) The birds would not clear a set of brush uh, that was, I don't know, 10, 15 yards away from us. And all they had to do is walk like two more feet. And, um, you know, Bruce would have had a, had a shot opportunity. Unfortunately, those birds were let off by the hen never to be heard again. So at that point we hadn't heard a bird in a little bit. So we went and met up with you guys. I think at that point, um, over near your or we, we met, we met up over near your spot because you guys had heard a bird and you went and chased after it or tried to move towards one and then it shut up. So we decided to try to you know come up with a new game plan. And I think we ran around at that point till what, probably 10 30?
3: Yeah, somewhere around there. So what had happened to us actually is once y'all Oh wait, had no it wasn't that late. Spook,
0: I'm thinking of a different thing. Okay, go ahead.
3: Yeah, once y'all yeah. had that hand spook, me and Josh were like okay, let's bounce. Like, let's go troll and look. And where we walk up into that locust grove. And it was funny because Josh literally said something along the lines of, this is so gorgeous. There should be a turkey here. (laughs) And then almost has to stop his sentence with don't move. There's a strutter right in front of us. And when he says, you know, when I say right in front of us, it's like 300 yards away, but uh, not that far probably like 200 but yeah uh, he's he's a considerable amount of distance away on a yeah. very steep grassy hillside um just strutting huge huge bodied bird even though they all look kind of big when they're strutting but this one he just looked a little bigger so mm-hmm. um we wanted to try to make a move on him but we watched him for a little long and really didn't know what we could do and get away with. So we just played the patience game and that's when we met back up with you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we all kind of were sneaking around and we went to the back and um,
0: that was when we struck that. up, we struck up the gobble. He gobbled. Yeah. And so we, that was when we decided to, uh do the drop back calling right
3: yes yeah we set up in the locust grove and you drop back and that's when the tom literally was like i'm gonna go over to this logging road here and -hmm. just pop my head up
1: we had we had heard him in that little ravine down below Mm -hmm. as we were in that little locust grove, and he went off then we set up and then that's when yeah you drop back to call and he got on that little logging road
0: and that's when the vendetta was born so <laughs> what ended up happening is Bruce, Chris, and Josh go sit in the Locust Grove. I dropped down. And the way, the way that this property is is that it is a ridge system that drops off the side to where you cannot see the other side. Um, it, it's like a lot of WMAs are in Kentucky, uh, you know, at least, you know, kind of north of the Lexington area and into eastern Kentucky. It's a lot of ridge systems. So when you, when you get there you can drop over these hills and call. So when we decided to do that, um, I kept kind of moving back and forth and eventually went all the way to the property line and started calling like I was walking away. Well, at that point um, at uh, this bird, his head just pops up over the side of the hill looking for what he's hearing. Um, Bruce had said that he saw the bird and strut, um, but didn't have a shot at it. Chris just saw the head. So when we all meet up, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about it and we're like, well, let's let's walk this off because that bird has given us a slip. So we walk it off. It was 88 yards and that the bird had went down a logging road uh, to a bottom that we did not really remember that was there. This bird just flat out gave us a slip. So at that point, Um, I think it got to be like 11 o'clock. We talked like, well, let's just go back, eat lunch. You know, we'll, we'll call on our way back. See if we can't strike up a bird. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We sat down, we ate for probably an hour. Um, got, got our, you know, shit together and tried to figure out like what we were going to do. So we head up the hill after lunch and immediately we called you crow called and immediately. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Did the nasty. And immediately a bird gobbles, like um, instantaneously. So Bruce and I get set up <clears throat> on that logging road um, above it, facing the facing the field, and we set up um, set up a hen, the hen and the Jake strutter is, is is what we did. We we did it to where it looked like uh, the Jake was breeding the hen, um. And then you guys went back over to that hillside to where you saw the bird to begin with. So yeah. I think at that point I, I started calling and we mm-hmm. got one loud gobble like next to us, next to me and Bruce. Um, we're looking out at the field. I'm looking down the road behind me. Um, I had wanted Bruce to sit where I was sitting and he said he felt more comfortable sitting where he was sitting. Cause if he had sat where I was, it would have had kind of a clear shot at the road. So I hear a gobble and then I hear I hear a like something move and I am kind of turned cat a corner and I look, and here is a blood red head 50 yards from me. Um just you could like no doubt gobbler, and like he's looking like directly at where I am at. So I can't move. And all I can do is kind of say, like out of the corner of my mouth with my mask on, Bruce, can you see the bird? Do you have a shot? He couldn't because there's a set of bushes there, which we'll talk about again here in about 15 to 20 minutes about uh, when Chris and I were hunting together. Um, He could not see the bird. So the bird just keeps walking and he just walks right on by us, goes. um, And I think he then went out in the field below you guys, correct?
3: Yeah. So he was actually, so when we had gotten you guys set up, we looped around, uh, out of sight and we kind of came up on the hill and immediately me and Josh had to like drop to the ground Mm because he was, he was right there below us on that steep hillside again. And this time he wasn't strutting though. Um, otherwise I'd have just walked right up and shot him. Normally when they're in strut, especially if they're facing away, I'll just run at them and they kind of look up, sort of confused before they're like, Hey, what are you doing here? How'd you, and then they die. So, but he was alert, just feeding. And, uh, so I dropped back and was like, Hey, Josh, I'm going to try to belly crawl on this Turkey. And, uh, I belly crawled down in this little dip and then came back up and just just a little bit at a time ease my head up until I could see him and he was about 55 60 yards away and he was kind of working his way away from me I thought well he's you know he's getting to the edge of where I would feel comfortable I'm not telling everybody to go slinging shots at 60 and 70 yards make sure you're practiced and It's like, not, will I get lucky? You know, it's, will I definitely kill the bird every time Mm -hmm. everybody misses, whether it's 10 yards or, you know, a hundred, like that's, I'm just saying, make sure that you are very, very proficient at whatever yardage you're going to shoot the bird. So Mm -hmm. I felt like I could easily take him, but he was working his way away from me. So I thought, well, it's, you know, kind of getting to that time now or never. And so I cocked my gun, go to aim at him and a freaking hen, maybe five yards closer, pops her head up, never knew she was there, just pops her head up. And I'm like, well, there goes that (laughs) because even, you know, I'm not risking it, even if she puts her head down because there's flyers and everything and um, I don't want to kill a hen. So
0: we don't um, have to make a call to the DNR. about not throw that out the window.
3: Throw that out the window. That doesn't even, I don't want that, but I don't want to take a turkey that could be responsible for another 10 or 15 turkeys Correct. being added to the population um, for the exact same reason that I want to kill every raccoon and possum. I don't want to do wrong by nature. Like a ticket doesn't bother me as bad as that. Now, I don't want a ticket and I don't want to have to deal with the game warden in a negative way, but correct for me, it's more about the hand and the turkeys. So, um, I again <laughs> abstained from pulling the trigger, which is not me at all. So been working on that. Um, and, uh, he walked out of our lives and then not long afterward, that's when you guys heard the gobble, yep. saw him, um, and it, it was very interesting. I didn't think that's how it would play out, but it seems like a lot of the birds in those Kentucky bluegrass hills, whatever you'd call them, um, they go low. And yeah. I, I think from what I've noticed, there is a definite – temperature change Mm -hmm. so i wonder if it has to do a little bit with body temp regulation or something you know just trying to get out of the heat two guys excuse me tonight but my allergies have been terrible and i've been battling a cough for like 12 days now so um josh and rick know all about it from having to hunt with me (laughs) somehow i killed turkeys don't ask me how um so i also noticed that when you get down in there, you can, it, a lot of the times it opens up really well. And it's actually like a gorgeous little green, like a meadow bottom. Yeah. And so there's, you know, food, water, um, you know, places for hens to nest places for gobblers to strut, but also, uh, you can see and hear really well down in there. Cause mm-hmm. the wind, the wind's been brutal too. So they possibly go down there to get out of the wind and not feel as nervous or you know whatever so but i also think that bird in particular knows what he's doing knew what he was doing um he he knew how to use the terrain uh you can call it instinct you can call it whatever you want that bird had our number he ran the
0: upper third of a hill like a buck does <laughs> during the rut. He was bedded when <laughs>
1: back.
0: he's bedded right there. So, I mean, the unfortunate. He was thing, using thermals. Exactly. He was using. Uh, <laughs> we should have brought a can of hen and heat. Um, <laughs> so uh, eventually this bird, like it just like we we end up just saying we, we're not going to we're not going to stay on this bird. Um, me and Bruce decide to break off. And walk. And I'm like, we, we're going to be able to strike a bird. Um, we heard a couple other gobbles up towards the front of the farm. So Bruce and I start working back and <clears throat> I crow call and we have a turkey gobble 100 yards away from us in the woods. I'm like, oh man, okay, this is it. Get set up, get set up. So I start calling. It starts like it's sounding closer, but it's walking in between. Um, The neighbor's property, which is in the woods um, where it was, where it was at in this little clearing area where Bruce and I had set up early in the morning. So I get him set up behind a tree and all of a sudden I start hearing a hen behind me again, like loud, um, real loud. So I mimic her bird is gobbling its head off and this hen is going nuts, just real angry. And all of a sudden just stops like what, what just happened here? but this bird is still gobbling so we're um we we walk a little bit further and as we get to this little opening bruce says there's a strutter up in front of us so he gets uh he belly crawls i mean probably a good 50 yards and i'm sitting there behind him calling trying to get the bird to like at least come that way a little bit and all of a sudden um bruce gets to his knees and takes uh, takes a shot and i get up i run and then i see uh, him take another shot but then i'm seeing two birds there (laughs) and and i'm like what the hell just happened So uh, like we got, look, I mean, clean mist, no blood, no feathers, nothing. Um, He shot over the bird twice. So I I talked to him. um, I'm like, what, what happened here, man? he goes, well, I got, I got to this point He goes, I look left and there's a hen staring at me like at 10 yards away from me. So I thought, well, I need to take this shot. The bird had been walking back and forth in a strut zone putting on a show for this hen apparently that was the one that walked in from the side of us and went up the hill so at that point we were kind of done for the day i think that that was that was pretty much the end of the day um we had finally gotten a shot off but no birds were had that was probably what five four or five o'clock uh at that it, point it was yeah or yeah because we well, you guys had something
1: you had to go to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you, like, you had to go home. I think I had to go home.
3: Yeah. We had a podcast. You had the other podcast. Yeah. Backcountry oh, PA. Backcountry PA. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, that's I right. barely, barely made it. Uh, But I also had to stop. I, I grabbed something to eat and I had to stop and get uh stuff for Easter the next day because I guess
0: dumb and puts it on the same weekend as Easter every third year.
3: Well, I'm going to blame the Catholics instead (laughs) because they need to pick a weekend for Easter. Like Kentucky picked a weekend. Y'all need to get your shit together and pick a weekend for Easter and stop basing it off the moon because it's up my world every third year.
0: Are (laughs) you sure most major Christian religions celebrate Easter on the same day?
3: i know but i think it's the catholics i'm pretty sure they determine it do they not
0: i don't know i'm catholic and i have no idea i have
3: no idea man
0: ask a religious scholar we need to we can we can have one. will ask
3: on. i'll ask gary he'll know
0: oh i'm sure gary will know because <laughs> gary knows everything um and so more. Th- and more so this leads to that was saturday I had, um, luckily, a morning off Friday. I, I say luckily, meaning Rick scheduled hours off in the morning because he knew he wanted to go hunt. Um, so I, I got up at 4.30. I drove down there, and um, I go to the top of the hill, immediately strike birds, and my thought is, well, I'm just going to go sit back where, where I sat opening morning. Uh, we had birds come in um i sit down there and hear a gobble i gotta think 40 to 50 yards in front of me in the trees with a hen i'm like well this is it like this bird's gonna fly down and this is the only clear spot that this bird's gonna fly down in and that's gonna be that so i hear the fly down i hear the birds fly down they do not fly down in front of me they fly down into the woods and Um, I hear a gobble and it is coming from my right instead of in front of me at this point. I'm like, well, that's weird. So I start hearing that hen again. So I I start calling to the hen. She sounds very angry. And out of the corner of my eye, here come three birds. And then I see a fourth bird, the fourth bird being the hen, three birds being uh, the Jakes from opening morning. And um, I've got an hour and a half to hunt and is kind of like one of those decisions. Like, are you going to, you know, take a legal bird in front of you and go home and have meat in your freezer? Or are you going to sit here and try to chase birds around and then be pissed that you didn't have an opportunity? So, um, I, I call the birds start to separate. Um, one of the birds, uh, starts to separate more than the other. The hen starts alarm putting and I, I think I, well, I don't think either of you've seen the video yet. Um, literally, I think the bird alarm putts and then I shoot the Jake, um, at, you know, 15 yards, one second after she alarm putts and they all scatter. And that was, you know, I don't know, seven thirty, and I sent you guys the picture of the, of the spent, yeah. spent That's yeah, pretty early. Um, it, it it was early. And, um, you know, I know we talk about, um, not trying to take Jake's and not doing that kind of stuff. I've, I've always been of the opinion if, um, you know, it, again, you hunt what you want to hunt. It was a, it's a legal bird to hunt for me. I'm going to kill it. And I had kind of made up my mind that morning of the hunt. Um, Any legal bird was any legal bird was going to when we
3: took the survey. (laughs) Raise your hand if you'll shoot a Jake (laughs) and you and Bruce raised your hand. Oh, yeah. When I saw that, I said, "Okay, so the first thing that moves this morning is (laughs) getting mowed over. Oh, yeah. Copy that.
0: Yep. (laughs) First thing that moved. So essentially what happened was the three birds that we saw on opening day were the same three birds. They came back through that morning um, from from all intents and purposes, I'm guessing, because it was the same area. Got to think it was the same hen and they just kind of stayed there in that area. So I had I had uh, punched a tag, gotten done, headed home. Uh, It actually worked out because um, my dad uh, needed a new tail fan for his decoy uh, for uh, his 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 strutter. So it worked out well. So he needed that a, a sub adult male thing. Yeah. So about it went to, Jake murderers. Yep. Sub adult male tails. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, I've got meat in the freezer. It was a, uh, it was a big Jake, which was nice. So it was, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like a huge gobbler, but you know, it was, it was a good sized Jake. It filled like my freezer for what I, you know, can have for, you know, my kids, a liter or whatever. And, uh, thank goodness you because making, what
1: are you going
0: to make schnitzel oh i'm definitely gonna make schnitzel out of it like you yeah, have i'm to. waiting
3: i'm waiting for the first person to wise up and clip those middle four tail feathers <laughs> even with the other ones just run a sharpie over the tips that's a nice full fan gobbler you got there why, why come he have three inch beard
0: sub-adult Don't awesome. i mean not sub-adult not sub-adult um, Sub adult. So I I ended up uh, doing that on Friday, and then I think Saturday couldn't go out. Um, no, what was it? You guys.
3: Sat- Saturday was opening day for Ohio. Saturday was yeah. opening day for
0: Ohio. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to in a different podcast. But you drove back down to Kentucky that day, right? And you hunted. That day or yes. Sunday, because you hunted with Bruce. Both. One of the you hunted. Okay, so yeah. you hunted with uh, with Bruce yeah. both those days. Because
3: Bruce Bruce was in Disney at Disney. Oh, that's all right. week. Yep, and he got back like Friday night or something, and I was going to text him uh, that night, but I felt weird because I didn't want to seem arrogant, and I didn't yeah. want to jinx myself, but I felt solid felt like I was in the game uh, with some birds in Ohio, excuse me, in Ohio, and just on the off chance that I took one of those birds, I wanted to know if he was okay with me going down there by myself to hunt, and so I didn't text him. Well, of course, freaking... Kill a bird super early. You know, you
1: you sent messages in our groups very early.
3: (laughs) I was like, well, this is gonna be funny. So it was 6 48 in the morning that I killed that bird. So then the whole time I'm like, damn it, I should have texted Bruce. No. (laughs) So I texted him and he's you know, he's got kids in sports and just got back from vacation. So I think it was probably about close to an hour, hour and a half or something like that Mm -hmm. before he gets back with me. So I'm like, well, I'm going to hunt public. So I go the opposite way of his property to (laughs) hunt public. And then I get probably 20 minutes away from the public and he texts me. Yeah, fine. Go on down. I'm like, well, do I go brave a Saturday morning? with my fellow commoners or do I go hunt with my fellow top hats on the privet? <laughs> so I added like an hour and twenty minutes to my drive and uh went to his farm. And really, you know, I, I would say I, I came close. I was I was sub a hundred yards or around a hundred yards. Mm-hmm from a bird gobbling, but I never could see him and I couldn't get him to come in and because I couldn't see him, I couldn't sneak up on him. So, uh, eventually, uh, I had to cut out because my son Cade had his first birthday mm-hmm. that day. So we had yep. a big party and all that. So I could only hunt until I want to say like 12, 1230 or something like that. Yeah. So um. So really, you know, me not texting Bruce the night before cost me about an hour and a half of hunting. So, but I mean, you know, it's not that big in the grand scheme of things. Still an amazing season. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's see. We fast forward to Sunday. Yeah, you couldn't go. I couldn't go. Or is that the day you went with your neighbor?
0: That was the day I went with my neighbor and <laughs> we got you know skunk there's birds all around us on the property lines and having not scouted it um i know what i need to now with regards to it and it it's going to change my outlook on on that property quite a bit sure. it, it's a uh, same thing ridge system but just beautiful big open grassy field so not no cow pastures just nice mowed fields all around his property just absolutely beautiful but didn't see a damn thing unfortunately man heard plenty that's rough yeah so it almost broke th- my truck but that's a that's another thing
3: we um i met bruce down at his farm sunday morning and you know i just I had a talk with him. I said, hey, listen, you know, he wasn't feeling good about his gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, hey, here's my brand new freaking slick ass 20 gauge. Here's some TSS. Go nuts. You know, you're letting us hunt your farm. Here's my gun and shells. Enjoy. See what you see, what you think about it. By the way, here's a spot. Where I think you're crazy if you don't sit there. Same place Rick killed. And I know it doesn't look appealing because rick killed there a couple days ago <laughs> but geographically it's a place where turkeys want to be and so that reduces the amount of calling and um you know decoying that you really need to do so
1: yeah there were birds consistently gobbling in that area yeah, yeah.
3: and they were like every, them every time and shooting went. and missing and like they're, they're there all the time yeah so i'm yeah. like well i'd probably keep sitting there Until that quit happening. (laughs) So, um, set him up under those cedars again. And then I go towards the back. I had left my decoys there the day before in a particular spot. So I leave Bruce. I go back to that locust grove and hit a, "Oh, oh, oh, and bam, about as perfect as you could ever want a bird to be roosted where I can slip into where my decoys are, set them up out of sight and call him uphill right to me in the open field that he's been in, you know, since we've seen him Mm -hmm. and I'm just ready. Like I'm going to kill that bird. Well, start calling, get everything set up, start calling and that bird's rocking on the roost. He's hammering and i hear him pitch down cuz he's only he's probably only roosted i don't know uh, 90 to 100 yards away which if you're within 100 yards of a bird that's roosted or not you're pretty close mm-hmm. like that's you're you're in the game so if he doesn't know you're there you are in the game so i'm sitting there and it gets quiet And then all of a sudden, like, I don't know. What do you think that is, Josh? 45, 50 yards behind there that where that That, roadway was.
1: Yeah, it's not far. That's probably about right.
3: I hear a gobble and it's like a screaming gobble and it just (laughs) scares the shit out of me. You know, it's that one, the one you live for, really. You're like, Oh God, he's right there. He's. 50 yards behind me but I couldn't see him it was still fairly dark it was legal shooting light by plenty of minutes but they never fly down at legal shooting light um it's pretty rare anyway so I'm thinking this bird's going to come up right behind me well he works out the logging road and goes to the neighbor's property so walked out of my life which was depressing um so I ended up working my way kind of back towards Bruce a little bit. And then I hear, boom. So I go check on Bruce. He shot a Jake at 15 or 20 yards, (laughs) something like that. (laughs) Absolutely. Just destroyed that thing. Destroyed it. Yeah. Just, oh, man. I love the I love the 20 gauge with TSS in it so um you know we celebrate that and take pictures and everything and then um we ran around together and uh he was Mm -hmm. filming and we really didn't get on a whole lot after that I think we heard some gobbles but it just I don't know man it just wasn't working out so we decided to call it quits and not waste the entire day since they weren't gobbling i i think they were really fairly hand up still mm-hmm. um so let's see that's the second weekend of the season the third so then, weekend
0: is when you and i went
3: yeah so um which is well just, no
0: you and josh went
3: yeah together that's just last weekend so yeah um, did you go during a weekday I went uh, of an evening.
2: That's right. I, you, there, you... I okay. went
3: down to try to slip in where I thought that bird was roosted. And yep. uh, no boy, bueno. he wasn't roosted. I didn't hear or see a bird the whole night. Um, so Josh, being the nightly man that he is, decides to come and film me. Uh, which I was super grateful for because filming those things, those little bastards give you problems.
1: Yeah. And and to preface this, you had (laughs) witnessed or heard where this bird had been goblin for multiple times. You felt like you had a good chance to get him. Yeah. And he was a smart old bird. So I was like, you know what? It's a lot funner hunting with buddies. I'll come film. We'll have a good time. We'll get a nice bird on the ground.
0: Just wanted to take a second to tell you about all our other content. If you're on Facebook, head on over to the Fueled by the Outdoors Facebook page. We currently have over 18,000 members of people who love the outdoors, from the mobile hunter all the way to the hiking enthusiast. Come interact and talk all things outdoors with a robust community of people. Fan of product reviews, fishing, hunting videos? Go check out the Fueled by the Outdoors YouTube channel. If there's any topic or content you would like for us to cover, just send us a message. And if you like what you're seeing and hearing, then hit that join or subscribe button. We hope all our content fuels your passion for the outdoors.
3: That bird starts working our way and all of a sudden he goes down into the ravine and the whole time I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? You know, do I, do I work my way over? But, you know, do I want to do that? Because they're really good about shutting up and he had shut up um and and they're really good about shutting up coming in and working around you mm-hmm. from the yeah. side like a velociraptor, and like you'll blow your hunt so i thought well if he gobbles and lets me know where he is okay well of course he shut up goes through the ravine and then once he gets to the place where i can't move well He starts gobbling again. I'm like, "Uh, I made it to the field. So we loop way back around and then go through the woods and put eyes on him. Um, Called to him and he, that bird, he's just King Dick, man. Like he knew, like you can come out here and I'll give you sweet loving. Otherwise I'm not coming anywhere near the edge of those woods. It's not happening. Stayed right yep. on the ridge. You called,
1: he gobbled and then was like walking away.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: Gobbling, like, just slow walk away.
3: <laughs> the notorious middle finger times two when <laughs> they gobble and walk away. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. So <clears throat> um, we let him go off and some footage that's only kind of a lot embarrassing uh, that you'll see later. Josh is filming me just shuffling, sucking wind. Uh, we take off flying through the woods, down this hill, uh, in a ravine, go down to the bottom. Uh, I tried to check him at the first logging road, didn't hear anything. So I thought, well, you know let's at least get to that next logging road and if he's still up there, we can get ahead of him. Well, we get up the logging road, which this is climbing a pretty good hill Mm
2: -hmm. and I'm
3: just freaking, I mean, I'm sucking wind
2: and that bird.
1: To preface preface how long this is, I measured it. It was a 900 yard loop we had made around this ridge (laughs) all the way to the bottom, down through the bottom and then back up to try and cut off the bird.
3: So we ran through the woods for about a hundred yards or so, maybe 80. And then we ran downhill, but keep in mind, downhill was also side hill. Mm -hmm. So we're side hilling at a downward angle, if this makes sense, which is, you know, people that don't know what I'm talking about, will never know. But when you know, you know, like it's rough. And so we do that downhill and then come around the side hill. And then go down into the ravine and finally get where it's freaking flat. It's the only flat place in Kentucky. Um, And we checked him. We go back up. I'm glad you measured that. That makes me feel a little better. Um, (laughs) We go back up the hill and I'm I'm just freaking dying. So we sit there, you know, and I check, don't hear anything. And all of a sudden we hear Uh. looking, 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 and then he was, we literally had got to the same spot at the same time and neither of us knew it. And then bam, you know, um, yeah, he was out
1: that, in that on the top of the Ridge that we had like this cedar branch blocking our view of it, and it was like a thick cedar branch. We're like, where is this bird at? And he just popped up all of a sudden.
3: Yeah. So, uh. and I don't know how I didn't see him. like I heard the noise I'm looking and then all of a sudden he's right in front of me, but he's like, I don't know how far exactly, because I'm terrible at judging yardage, but he was like when I first saw him at the edge of comfort and running away, clearly. So I was like, again, guess I won't shoot. So I didn't. And he got away. And, uh, dude, we, we struck that bird up a half hour later.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah, just I mean, sat there and kind of chit chatting, and then went up and then I think he did the nasty, the crow call and yeah. then got him to fire
3: off. Uh, I mean, then he just starts gobbling. He's gobbling on his own. Just hot. I'm like, God, man, this dude just he will not he wouldn't come to a call <clears throat> and uh but you could tell he had his spots that he would go to. Like he'd hit little ridges and knobs and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, dude would just go there, strut and gobble, and then go to the next spot when a girl didn't show up. So,
0: <coughs> so I won't draw ended, it out. I was say that. Ended well, Saturday, right?
3: No, that was the beginning of Saturday. Uh, Josh and I did Miles that day did we Mm -hmm. what did we figure out we did
1: six or seven it was like six yeah six and a half i think it was
3: six and a half miles and they were um they were all the majority of those miles were pretty tough uh spent going up and down hills Um, yeah we didn't like walk out the ridge a bunch like there was a lot of ascending and descending in there and um it was funny because at the end of the day i mean we we struck this bird and another one up i don't even know how many times it was crazy we were on gobbles what time did we leave that day
1: oh um
3: we went was it about three right i was gonna say three or four i mean it was mm-hmm. later
1: yeah, I think it was 3 because we went to um that Howard's place afterwards yeah. and then yeah. Yeah.
3: So we were on gobbles all day though and then finally um they shut up and uh, they got far away and shut up so right. Um we called it quits and uh went to eat and um we figured out how many miles we did and everything. And we we're kind of joking a little bit. I, I texted Bruce and I was like, Hey, uh, if I can walk tomorrow, you mind if I hook up with Rick down there? And he's like, Oh yeah, go for it, man. So I'm kind of laughing about it or whatever. And I specifically remember getting out of the truck. I slept like a damn baby that night <laughs> and I got out of the truck I was like, man, we're going to have to put in another one of those days mm-hmm. because that's the kind of bird we're hunting. Um, we're not, we're not hunting turkeys that come to calls. Not, not the mature males. Like they are not, you'd think you were on highly pressured public land. Yeah. You're like, Hey dude, F you, man. I I, <laughs> I played that shit. You ain't <laughs> shooting me, dude. So so we get I'm up. Thinking, yeah. yeah we wake up super early and I am I pounded all the coffee on my drive down <laughs> uh, ate plenty of breakfast and I get out and as Rick's like talking to me I'm doing like uh all the the stretches I always when I do all those stretches I think of uh uh Billy Hoyle uh what's his name and white men can't jump
0: oh woody uh, Harrelson
3: Woody Harrelson where, yeah. where, uh, Sydney is making fun of him. Like she's doing some of that Jenny Craig bullshit. So, um, he's like stretching him out and pumping up his little basketball sneakers. But, uh, I remember specifically having a stretch pretty good. And then, you know, <clears throat> we faced the mountain at the beginning and got up yeah. there and, uh, I'll let you tell some of the story there.
0: So, yeah. So we, we meet up, we get up to the top of the Hill. Um, we call we heard gobbles i mean like it's, yeah. it's, as soon as we called at the top of that hill um we made a decision that we were gonna go hunt a different area than where i killed a bird and where bruce killed a bird and we're gonna hunt really kind of the middle area where <laughs> where uh out the locust grove slash island so i set up on the logging road with the decoy um kind of up above me and you set up in that little locust grove and um i i had said to you like i'm hearing a gobble like a strong gobble to my right up front so at that point you went and you uh ran kind of up front i went and sat where you were sitting and it, it it was one of those mornings where you weren't sure if it was going to rain. It was kind of light. You could yeah. see lightning and thunder.
3: It was supposed to be a washout all weekend. Yeah,
0: supposed to be a washout out it all was weekend. Sunny
3: on Saturday and beautiful,
0: gorgeous. beautiful on Sunday too. Eventually, yeah. so we so we get set up and I start hearing a bird gobble to my left. And I'm like, okay, well this I mean this is a strong gobble. This might be that bird. So I call and all of a sudden I hear boom, out, out in front of me. I'm like, Chris killed the bird. The bird's dead. Like like, like the, the the big gobbler's dead. So as soon as that happens, I've got three birds in front of me that have just walked out of the woods. So I'm calling, trying to get them to come to me. And they're kind of chasing each other and hitting each other. And I'm like, man, these are like, I'm like, are these... What, what's going on here Are these all jakes or wh- what's the deal here because to be fair bruce had five jakes walk in front of him when he shot his so there's a lot of there's a lot of going to be a lot of two-year-old birds on this farm next year hopefully so I'm, yeah. I'm watching i'm watching and i'm just like man something just something doesn't look right here i'm calling and they keep coming in and like clear as day one of these birds has a beard on it i mean it, it's you know probably a five inch beard i'm sitting there staring at him like I get my gun up and I'm I'm looking, I'm calling, and it's not strutting, it's not doing anything. And it's like hitting these other birds, like chasing it and pecking at them. I'm like, man, something's just not right here. So they get within 25 yards, and I realize it's a bearded hen. So I'm sitting there looking at it, like I've got it in my sights, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. I wasn't gonna do it. I've talked to plenty of people. Um it. You know, I, I've it's same same thing as Chris said earlier. I'm not going to shoot a bird that has the potential to have a clutch of 10 or 12 bird, uh, eggs with the potential for, you know, six to 10 poults that are going to hatch. And I just I couldn't do it. However, <clears throat> these birds stood around and were around me for an hour. and They just would not leave. <laughs> so I've still got my gun up. And as I see the bearded hen and one of the other hens walked behind me and went over to the tree line where Chris and Josh had set up on this other bird, um, I see this snow white head um, across the way from me, probably 150 yards. And I'm like, that's the bird. Like he, He's right there. I can see him. So he appears and he, this hen just drops down over the hill, call, nothing, 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 never hear anything else. Never seen anything else. I'm like, okay. So I meet up with Chris and he's like, I shot and missed. We talked about it and what we were going to do. So then we decided, I think it was at that point, um, we were going to split up again. And we were going to call until we heard gobbles, correct? Yeah. So I dropped down onto that logging road again after we kind of trolled for a little bit. And I have a gobble, I don't know, like probably 150 yards away through the trees. Yeah. But I'm calling
3: that uh, down in in the bottom. Down in that bottom. place, me and Josh freaking fired through and went up the logging road to get ahead of that bird
0: the day before. So I called. I'm thinking I can get this bird to come in. Um, And it just it wouldn't do it. So I'm sitting there and I I make a, you know, I run a sequence of like yelps and cuts. And all of a sudden I hear.
2: "Hmm."
0: I'm like, I'm sitting here hearing it. I'm like, I know. I am hearing a bird drumming. And if I'm hearing a bird drumming, that bird is close. So I call again and it's closer. And it is directly in front of me. I cannot see the bird, though, because as alluded to earlier, the bushes that Bruce could not see through, I could not see through now. And this bird was standing on the other side of these bushes drumming for a good 10 minutes. So he eventually stops or moves away or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I I think I texted you. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm coming up out of the bottom. Let's meet up.
3: Yeah, I was trolling around the edge of the fields, you know, and uh, I remember you saying that and I'm like, he's so full of shit, you (laughs) know, fucking bird spitting and drumming
0: in front of him. So completely heard it. And it was it was the first time I'd ever heard it in in person. It was so cool um, that it was it was happening right in front of me. So I get up, I I get up (laughs) and move and I start walking up to the top of the hill and all of a sudden I see a head at the top of the hill so i duck down and then like i kind of belly crawl up a little bit and i look and i can just see a head with a snoot on it i'm like oh my god there's a gobbler right there so i get my gun up and i start doing the crab walk i get i got my red dice dread dot set i'm like i just need to see a beard here like i've got a clear shot there's no way because i i'm like at a I mean almost vertical angle at this bird. Like if I hit it in the head, yep. the rest shot's gonna go straight up in the air. <clears throat> so I get up and I move two more steps, get in position, and all I hear is boom, whack. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What just happened? I like I run up and the bird is dead. And like <laughs> here's Chris. Chris is like jogging across. Jogging across the opening and, <laughs> and we both went up and we're like yelling i'm like holy like where were you at man he goes i was hidden down by that cedar tree down there i'm like you were what and you uh, I, I was down by that cedar
3: tree i'll let you take it from here chris <laughs> so <clears throat> rick texted me so earlier i told rick that i hated him and i, I want people to know why I can't stand Rick Cates and everybody else who can hear birds drum. I can't hear it. I have hearing that's very good, but for whatever reason, I can't hear that low frequency. I've never heard a bird drum in my entire life. And uh, I've had plenty come in super close, strutting, all that. Just never, never heard it. So anywho, Rick texts me. Hey, the bird's gone. You know, he's not drumming anymore. I'm going to come up. So we're both on opposite sides of a, a ridge. <coughs> and um, we're both like significantly down, down uh, you another. know, the side. Yeah. The sides of the ridge there. So um, <coughs> I'm walking around and I thought I'm going to walk a good ways past Rick, you know, hundred yards, whatever. And uh, see if I can strike a gobbler. And then I heard Rick call. So I thought, well, I'm going to call loud and aggressive just to let Rick know where I am. And uh, so. One moment, guys. Night. So I. um, Sorry, I had to say goodnight to my daughter. So. I see the cedar tree. I'm standing near a fence post guns rested against the fence post. I see the cedar tree, like four steps, five steps in front of me. And so I thought it would be funny to hide in the cedar tree a little bit and just see how long it took Rick to pick me out. Or if he could, maybe he wouldn't. So is is that
1: where Bruce was set up the one day?
3: No, 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 no. this This is is down. This is out like, uh, Midway, over, midway down the
0: ridge off the side of the pasture.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I literally put the, uh, the cedar branches around me and everything. And um, I mean, dude, I was, I mean, I'm expecting Rick to come over the hill any minute, any second. And I think I might've been there for about a minute maybe 90 seconds tops and 90 seconds would be on Pushing the long it. end and i see rick's gun barrel come up over the hill okay. and i'm looking and i'm like oh that's not his gun at all that's a <laughs> the head and neck of a turkey and it's walking and walking i'm like it's a stupid hen and then i looked and the the sun just barely got a little brighter um, cause it was very overcast that, that day, was. but it, it lit up just a little bit. And I saw that meaty redhead kind of noticed the snood and how it didn't have the, the big flap of skin going mm-hmm. from the chin jaw area down to the neck. And I was like, dude, that's a gobbler. And then he came up a little more and I'm like, that's definitely a gobbler. And at this point it's going to cross from Rick's side to my side and down over in front of me at like 40 yards. And I'm like, what a great decision to hide in the cedar tree, <laughs> you know? Oops. So um, I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden he starts to work away from me and then his head disappears behind the hill. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. No way. <laughs> no way is this happening again. This isn't possible. I'm like, well, you know, at least get your gun up and, you know, get the sight turned on and everything. And maybe you'll get a shot. And sure enough, as I'm raising my gun, you know, his head pops back up and then it disappears, pops back up, disappears, pops back up. And then he kind of crests the knoll just enough. Yep. I said, well, I mean, he's out there, but it's now or never, you know, this is probably my shot. You know, I done missed a bird like a jackass this morning. Um, which. You know, to throw the little bit of story in there, i had snuck up on a bird real close, probably 80 yards from the roost called. He flew down and I didn't know, but he had a hen with him, Um, never saw or heard her and he wasn't coming in. So I went to him. I walked up on him and only saw him. Uh, He's strutting in a roadway. And I had a bunch of stuff blocking my view and, you know, thinking the same thing. Like I can't get these damn things to come into a call to save my life. So, you know, here's my shot. And I mean, I think it was just a matter of, he got pretty lucky and moved his head at the right time. And maybe even behind something I was shooting through a lot of thick stuff. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't hit the bird. Him and the hen took off and we heard him gobble not long after (laughs) that. So (sighs) back to the other bird, Uh, you know, I thought this, this is my, this is my shot. So I get the gun up, get it on him and, you know, his head and neck's up good. And I let it rip. And it was like, boom, thwack birds gone disappeared yeah so immediately and and this this goes for anybody that shoots a turkey at 10 yards or a thousand like you always run up to them to make sure that they're not gonna you know you never know when you didn't hit one right stun it or whatever stuff happens and uh sometimes you got to make a follow-up shot or you know ring its neck or whatever it is you got to do so um i'm i'd break the barrel over and pop the shell out and I'm reloading as I run up the hill. I get up there, cock the hammer back, and I look over the hill, kind of wondering if I'm going to make a follow up shot. I don't see the bird anywhere and I'm like, ah shit. And I look over to my left and I start to see Rick appear from the tree line. Um and like right as he says, Did you get him? I saw the bird laying there freaking stone dead. Like I'd shot him at 15 yards. Yeah. And for those, you know, I didn't say this online because it's easy for everybody to talk and that if people can talk all they want, most people that talk don't know what they're talking about. I shot the bird with a 20 gauge and you'd have thought I shot him with a 12 gauge at 15 or 20. He literally,
2: I mean, dropped,
3: I mean, straight dropped. He dropped so fast that I didn't know where he went. Like, yeah, couldn't see the bird. It was almost like I didn't get to see it hit him. It was weird. So uh, was super excited. Me and Rick celebrated and screamed our ass off. And uh, we (laughs) we walk over to the bird and look. And he's got a double beard, (laughs) which was pretty cool. That was a Mm -hmm. nice little bonus. So we saw a bearded hen and a double bearded bird on the same farm on the same day and really killed that bird uh, 60, 80 yards from where Rick saw that bearded hen. So it was pretty cool. He ended up, um, I didn't measure his spurs. I haven't killed anything with big enough spurs to measure probably, probably around that inch and an eighth to, uh, you know, I think he was probably an inch and an eighth maybe an inch. Uh, he didn't have very big spurs. Um, in fact, yeah, I would call him right around an inch. Uh, the bird I killed on opening day, um, probably around that inch and an eighth inch and three sixteenths. So, but, um, anyway, he had a 10 and three quarter and a six and three quarter inch beard. So ended up with 17 and a half inches of beard, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that bird is in the freezer and going to be mounted. So sweet, pretty, uh, pretty damn excited about our Kentucky season. Can't thank you and Bruce enough for, oh, welcome, for getting man. me in on a sweet farm and, and Josh for donating two of his days to come hunt and film and hang out and be buddies. I mean, it's even though we didn't kill a bird together, like Even just talking about how sore we were and everything, it's just cool. I don't know.
1: Those are the funnest days of turkey hunting I've had so far this season.
3: Just coming in
1: and filming and enjoying listening to birds gobble their heads off.
3: Yeah, I mean, that and it's weird and it might sound lame to some people, but one of my favorite parts of the turkey hunting is the walking and the hiking and like releasing those endorphins and burning calories and getting Mm -hmm. your legs going. And it's just, uh, to me, I don't know. It's just super rewarding. So, um, enter yesterday, Mm -hmm. uh, may the 4th be with me. Um, my wife took the day off to take the kids to the doctor for a checkup. And we do that every year. Uh, I get to go Turkey hunting beginning of May every year, which is amazing. And so I was going to hook up with Jacob Emery with DO3 Outdoors. If you haven't check him out on YouTube, he'll be a guest speaker uh, at the mobile hunters expo. Um, So we were going to hook up. I was going to try to pull off the tri-state trifecta and kill a bird in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Well, he was like around three hours from me. It's $192 to hunt one turkey in Indiana. And on top of that, he wasn't able to scout very well the day before because it was windy and it was going to be cloudy all day, the day we were going to hunt. So I'm like, "Mm, get up at two to meet him or hunt Kentucky. And then Pierce calls me and he's like, Hey uh turns out I'm actually going to be able to hunt tomorrow cuz I talked to him about it earlier in the week and I'm like all right you know well I think I'm going to going to take you up on that so we we hit some public land and uh went to a favorite spot of his and heard one way just so far off it's that gobble that you're not sure if it was a gobble or an early woodpecker. Um, and we had hoot owls talking mad shit to us. Like there wasn't a gobbler anywhere near us. And if he was, he was tight lipped and not going to play anyway. So we drive way down, stop the truck. Listen, hear that gobbler fire off. Pierce knows exactly where he's at. We drive around. <laughs> One thing I haven't told you yet. <laughs> We're you start off climbing a hill, a much rougher hill than Bruce's, mm-hmm. a much longer hill and a much steeper hill. And we're like 200 yards or uh, we'll say 150 yards into our walk. And I see the top and I'm like, bro, we got a bird goblin, man. Let's run up this bitch. So I'm running. <laughs> we get to the top and we're like halfway up the hill. It's. It was a false top and it got me good. So like I'm sprinting up this hill and again, I'm like, Oh my God. And then there's all the hill left. So by the time we get up there, I am screwed. So kind of misused my energy there. Um, So we get up, pitch a few calls out. Um, We hear the bird. Uh, we try to go set up on him. We're pretty sure he flew onto some private. Uh, we troll around for a few minutes and get on another bird. Um, but it only gobbled like twice and then shut up. And then, you know, we moved around. Um, before we moved on that bird, something that was very interesting. We found uh, we we're in a cedar thicket. We found a bunch of dust bowls and one of the, the little dust bowls where the turkeys will dust bathe, um, had a little breast feather, like a down feather or whatever Mm. in it. So that was kind of cool. Turkey, turkey scat and everything all over the place. So there were three dust bowls with a feather in one of the bowls. So we're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Turkey sign when you're finding feathers laying there, you know, that's being used. So we get on another bird, and it was like down this logging road. So we're uphill slightly of this bird on a logging road. Everything else around us that I can see is fairly thick, and we decided to try to go high, and we never heard the bird again. And We are pretty sure we boogered him. So we walk and walk. And walk and walk and walk. And and when me and Pierce get together, it's kind of weird. Um, we'll just bullshit and walk and call and bullshit and walk and call. And we're on this ridge top, and we hear a distant, like kind of don't really want to gobble, but I'll gobble mm-hmm. anyway, gobble. And then Pierce calls again mm-hmm. and fires up a hen and the bird gobbles. And so we know right where this dude is. He's on a secondary ridge, Um, good east wind bedding. Um, So we work around on the bird. (coughs) We struck that bird. I have video of us making the bird gobble at 957. So I'm going to guess it's probably 950, 955. And we started working that bird just after 10 we got set up and everything. And it was really interesting. Oh, excuse me. Because the bird was very nonchalant, didn't care, really couldn't care less that we were there. And you had to really get to a certain level of volume, a certain decibel mm-hmm. level, if you will, certain pitch with the yelps uh to get him to gobble and you know we we'd kind of draw on the line and pierce would give him soft stuff and then hit that line and make him gobble just to check him and um we're set up against a big tree and i mean we are working this bird and we're thinking you know we're gonna have this super alert bird come in we hadn't heard the hands and uh pierce is just working the hell out of him. And um, he comes up high, gets closer, goes down low, gets closer, comes up high, gets closer, goes down low, gets closer. And then seems like he's getting pretty close because at that point, Pierce is um, mainly doing putts and clucks and purrs and super low-key soft stuff with a couple of nonchalant yelps in there. And the bird at this point is gobbling at just about everything Pierce throws out. Well, then everybody gets quiet and Pierce can't get him to gobble at all. And uh, Pierce has turned around like has his head pointed over his left shoulder pitching calls over his shoulder just to try to fool the bird. To get him to come closer, so you know if he does hang up, no big deal, right? Well, as he literally starts the series, and you'll see in the video, I'm like, "Don't move." The bird, you know, Pierce isn't. I'm looking at the bird and not even really thinking, but I'm like, "Man, well, if Pierce doesn't seem, you know, I I guess I'm up the bat. Like, we need to get this dude killed." And then it kind of clicks, you know, that his head's cocked over his shoulder. But um, at that point, you know, that's like a secondary thought. It's kill. We're in kill mode. So I bring my gun up and uh, I see the bird's red and white head. So I get it on him and then he goes right into full strut. This bird's at 30 yards, has no idea we're there. I don't have a face mask on. I've got a GoPro hooked to my gun on a big ass gooseneck mount. And then I've got a red dot sight, which is also kind of flashy. It's thirty yards. Doesn't have a clue. So comes out of strut. I see his head and waste zero time. Boom. We both jump up. Two other birds fly off, and I'm like, ah, shit. I shot a Jake that had other Jakes, which is why you know we're hearing the birds gobble in different spots. Or, you know, whatever. Well, they were hens. We walked over. He's got a gorgeous, unique, full fan. Um, he had a 10 and a half inch beard and I would guess this bird, he had a busted spur. I would guess his other spur right at that inch and three sixteenths. I didn't measure him. I'm fairly decent at measure, like looking at him and saying, yeah, that's probably this. Um, he's probably around that inch and three sixteenths. So, uh, we were able, had he had the other full spur, he'd be a limb hanger. He wasn't a limb hanger since, he didn't, but I found a creative way to get him on a limb. So, uh, we never did get on another realistic bird. There was a bird that had some terrain features in the middle uh, of the, uh, the world in between us, I guess I'll say. So, uh, we, it wasn't a realistic bird to chase, but, uh, cannot say enough about Pierce's calling. And it's not just, being able to make turkey noises um it's when to make those noises when to shut the hell up when to raise your pitch lower your pitch uh where to set it like everything about that was great and i'll never forget one of the coolest parts we're sitting there and i mean we worked this bird for like an hour and 20 minutes i mean generally it does not take that long to call a bird and normally if you ain't caught him in and you know, 15 or 20 minutes, there's a solid chance he's probably not coming, uh, in my experience anyway, but literally I'm sitting there thinking like, as this bird is starting to fire up, I'm like, this is so awesome. And Pierce is like, you know what, as I'm thinking this, he's like, man, I don't care if he comes in or not. This is awesome. Like just having him gobble and put on a show down there for us this is you can't get any better than this you know a kills just a bonus we bump fists i was like amen to that dude and uh I, the other funny part was listening to pierce talk us both through He's like because this little bastard wasn't coming in he's like yeah it's so hard to be patient because i know both of us are like i could peek over that hill and shoot that little son of a bitch but We don't want to screw it up. And looking back now, we would have. He had hens with him. He didn't have hen with him. He had hens. And the other crazy part, that gobbler came in first with the hens behind him. And what was kind of a godsend, um, since it was tough to see the way Pierce was pointed, more than likely had he shot that bird they probably would have hit one or both of those hands because they were fairly close together. So it kind of worked out, you know, good, good juju Mm -hmm. or whatever. So uh, that's the story of our, our Kentucky Turkey season, really, other than uh, Josh, if you want to just kind of briefly hit on um, what happened with you.
1: Yeah. um, I've only been out a few times. We we've already kind of discussed the times I was with, you and, and Rick and Bruce and filming and all that. Uh, other than that, I did get a chance to hook up with Pierce. Like you did. Uh, we went out last week uh, on a piece of public that, uh, he had went to and listened for birds once prior. He didn't hunt. He just listened for birds. And I had also scouted the place prior to season. I knew there were birds in the general area, uh, but neither of us had hunted and we went and hooked up there. And, um, we, we got up on this ridge where Pierce had heard a bird and we're up there. And I, from my scouting, I knew there was like a, a bench on the end of this ridge. And I was like, well, that might be a good spot where the, the rooster, we can at least hear something because we're up high. And uh, we sneak our way up there and it's starting to get light out. We're not hearing anything. And eventually we hear this bird go off. It's kind of in the distance and it's like down in the ravine. It wasn't even up high. And uh, we work our way over there and it's, it's thick. It's this big honeysuckle thicket on the side of this hill. So we're like trying to work our way close to this bird or working over there. And he shuts up for a little bit. He, he didn't call, he didn't gobble that much. He would only just occasionally gobble. We heard him once or twice kind of on the roost. And then he shut up for a while and we got a little closer and crow, he would, Really, realistically, until we got closer to him and Pierce was calling, he was only occasionally gobbling at, like, a real crow. Like, if a crow happened to fly overhead, he would just let out one. And it wasn't a loud one. Um, But we we eventually worked closer to where he was. He was – we knew he was on the border of, like, public and private. We didn't have, like, a good beat on him. So we got set up. And Pierce starts calling. Uh, and we get the bird to fire off. And he's pretty close. Uh, but he was on private. We could tell he was over on the private. So Pierce Pierce kind of looked at me. He's like, hey, I'm going to work down like I'm working away. And see if we can pull this bird over onto the public. Because there was a small little opening out in mm-hmm. front of us. Mm-hmm. There was a little knob in front of us. And uh, there was an opening. We're like, well, if he comes, he's going to come through here. Pierce ends up working out behind me down and around and the bird just kind of stays on the on the uh private piece and uh at, at one point there there's a couple times without gobbles this bird had to be within 50 yards we're like where is this bird he is super close um he eventually goes quiet and pierce comes back we're like man he's asked me he's like man did you see him and i was like no he had he had got to a point where he could see him in this private field and him strutting out there um but he can never get him to work close enough to the public and, and then come on over to where we were. Uh, so we end up making our way to this little knoll out in front of us, and we didn't realize how steep it was in front of us. Well, we get up there, and it's like a little hill that goes down to this little roadway in this private field. And we're like, oh, he was down in this roadway below us. Like that's why we didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we kind of wait around for a while. He he shut up. And then we work away back up the ridge where we were and we get him to fire off again. And uh, at this point, it's a little bit later in the morning. And Pierce was like, usually, if we get him to fire off this late in the morning, like there's a good chance they'll be coming. Uh, and we're still around that honeysuckle thicket area. Um, so we get set up on them again. Pierce calls and we're kind of facing two different directions. In case he comes up high above us and I'm facing kind of down low, um, he's got to work his way over this little knob. Well, he eventually comes in. He's He pops out at like 25 yards. and I
0: didn't realize he was that worked. close.
1: Yeah, he was he was really close. Um, I think I mentioned in our text thread, he might have been like 30 yards, but thinking back on it, he was no more than 20 or 25. Um, but the those old smart birds pierce saw him first so pierce was sitting in a direction away from where the bird came Mm -hmm. so he couldn't make a move on the bird he was facing off to like my left and i was facing off to the right and the bird kind of popped out in between us over this little knob i couldn't see him there was a tree in my way and i just hear pierce go do you see him there there he is there he is i'm like i don't see him (laughs) pierce had a clear shot if he was able to make a move but he had a limb in his way and he couldn't eventually he popped out where i could see him i could just see his head i didn't see his beard or anything i could just see his head through the brush and literally all he had to do was take like two or three more steps in this opening and i would have had a shot but he got to the point where he could see in this little opening didn't see anything and literally just turned around like not alarmed or anything he just like looked and like turned straight around went back the way he came it's like son of a gun he works his way back down this little ravine and then Pierce looks at me. He was like, that was a big bird. He was, <laughs> he was like, he was like, do you see the beard? And I was like, no. He was like, that had a big beard on him. He didn't say big beard. I won't say what he said, but
2: he was implying <laughs> it was a
1: big beard. Say it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but we worked that bird for a little while. Uh, we get back on him again, never saw him. It was super thick where he was. And he goes quiet, and that was kind of the end of our day. Um, other than that, I went out today. Uh, same place that Pierce and I were on that bird. This is, oh, about a week later. Yeah, because that was last week when I went with him. Um, I didn't hear a single gobble today. I did five and a half miles on this piece, working around, trolling, nothing. So... I got one more day to get it done in Kentucky, so we'll see if I if I can make
3: something happen. Well, let let's hope you do, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get out there with you and see if we can wreck some peckers.
1: Yeah, so get a throw a saddy's fatty at a
3: redhead. Saddy's fatty, saddy's <laughs> fatty's laid some birds down. How many birds have laid down? So. I'm, all right. So you got one, Josh, right? Rick yeah, got one. Yeah, my So I got three. That's five. Pierce has three. Three.
0: Three.
3: There's eight. Uh, Bruce. Bruce has one. That's nine. Um, Seth, Seth Drake, Drake. He killed one. One. I think one. I don't one. Know. At least one. That's, that's 10. 10. Marty. Marty Cecil. Marty He's Cecil. Killed two with him. There's 12. Uh oh, who else was it?
0: Did Mike Hansen get one? Hansen? Yeah. Uh,
3: I don't know that he got any of Aaron's shells yet. Okay. I'm not sure if he did kill a bird though. Um I feel like there's someone else.
0: To... There was another guy who got one.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there was There's definitely else there. people on our team that had to have killed. Isn't there? No, I think it's just no. us. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's just us. I think it's just us and Pierce. Dang.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I know there were some other people on the page that got some of the shells and killed. I want to yeah. say 13 or 14 birds in total.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah quite a few. So pretty cool. Uh, concluders? Josh?
1: Uh, concluders.
3: It's Madison. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, for those that are still out grinding this turkey season, keep after it. Uh, I'm going to try and grind it out my last day in Kentucky and make something happen. Um, I am tagged out in Ohio, which we'll discuss on a different episode. We'll, we'll go over the Ohio season, but that's my concluder. If you're out grinding, keep grinding. Um, if, for those that follow along with Jacob Emery, He is a prime example of that. He had Mm -hmm. a very rough beginning to his season and that dude, he just loves turkey hunting and he just doesn't give up on those birds and his his season has started to turn around quite a bit. So yeah, just keep after it, guys.
3: Heck yeah.
0: Good deal. Um, Mine, as always, (laughs) if you you have...
3: (laughs) Y'all right there? (laughs) I'm going to cough for the rest of my life.
0: (laughs) Uh, If you have the ability to take someone out uh, and get them involved in the outdoors that's new, please go ahead and do that. Uh, Turkey season, while short every year, is still one of my favorite hunting seasons. I'm glad that I got to run around with you guys for the bulk of Kentucky. I think that's made it a hell of a lot more fun. I know that um, I wish I would have had an opportunity to get back out uh, this weekend. I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh it's just how the season goes. I got a bird though and that's all I can ask for and I had opportunities. I think that that's the biggest thing is if you're getting opportunities, uh you know you're in the right place. You just got to learn how to execute a little bit better the next time and eventually it's all going to click
3: together for you. Yeah. God, that's a good one. I don't know how I top that. Uh I'm going to say what I keep saying. Uh surround yourself with great people and You'll be winning. Um, I mean, if I don't have a buddy invite me to his place to hunt, I don't have a double bearded gobbler. Um, you know, I can't kill that bird unless I somehow like find out about it and sneak in and poach it or something. Like it's just (laughs) not gonna happen. So um send in a what are they send in a drone. (laughs) <laughs> um, drones, drone strike his ass. But, um, you know, if, if I don't have Pierce, um, you know, I'll be honest. I, I don't know if I call that burden yesterday. I, I think I, I could, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm going to say pretty unlikely. Um, Pierce is just on a different level when it comes to calling and, um, you know, I won't take it away from myself completely and say it's impossible, but, I'm going to say more than likely not, and not to mention, I mean, even if you just throw the birds, what, you know, the, the memories and stuff you make with your buddies, I mean, what it was kind of neat to see. I think, uh, who was it? Oh, <laughs> I told you I was going to call you last night.
2: I oh, never yeah. did.
3: <laughs> and I woke up and saw the message where you're like, uh, you must've fell asleep. And then Pierce was like, yeah, I fell asleep too we did, you know, however, I think we did like seven and a half miles and three, three point seven five, three point seven five, 3.75, 3.75, almost four really. Cause I didn't start my tracker until we got a good ways away, um, was with that bird on my back. And it's only, you know, 21 pounds or whatever he is, but the way he was swinging and shaking in that, little bag Mm -hmm. oh dude it sucked sucked and then (laughs) he was pulling on the the suspension um and the chest piece the Mm -hmm. uh strap was choking the shit out of me oh dude it was a it was kind of a rough hike out and i finally figured out how to kind of position that bird and use some straps because i was miserable and (laughs) it was funny we thought We were going to just like hop, skip, and a jump out of there. We didn't realize how far we had gone. We were four miles from the truck. And now keep in mind, not four miles deep from no road or trail. Just like you weren't getting back to the truck without doing that. Um, But before we let you go, one little side story again. Those Dust Bowls I told you guys about when we came back.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: the one the feather was positioned a feather was in a different position and the other one that was empty had three right in the dust bowl and there was extra there was like different piles of turkey crap for sure there were birds Hmm. in there that that's like the coolest thing and pierce even made a joke about saddle hunting a tree for a bird off a hand scrape right there it's kind of (laughs) funny so yeah, surround yourself with good people, and you'll always be winning. Um, well, you want to take us home?
0: Yeah, uh, this has been fueled by the outdoors. Glad to have you all back and joining with us, and we'll have more content for you all coming up soon. Um, I've been Rick Cates. I am Rick Cates. I have been. I'm Rick so Cates.
3: glad you've been Rick Cates. <laughs> I, I Rick love when you're Rick Cates.
0: <laughs> I'm Rick Cates. Uh, I've been joined tonight by my co-host Chris Leopard and our. Uh, I don't even know what Josh is anymore. He's just the guy that sleeps on the couch.
1: It's Madison. It's Madison. The third wheel.
0: <laughs> the third wheel. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. See ya.
1: See ya.